Hello and welcome to Culture Babylon. We're about a third of the way through our adaptation of Northanger Abbey. Uh, we thought this is a good point for us to pause and just take stock over the, the first uh, nine, ten chapters that we've recorded. At the moment, the action seems to be going quite slowly, doesn't it? And I, I understand that it does get more <laughs> gothic-y as it goes on, doesn't it? Well, you've got to remember that, you know, this is a Regency novel. This was written in the days when people had time to allow a story to unfold. And there's a lot of scene setting and a lot of uh, characters to be described and, and their, you know, and their, their natures set out. Also... We're getting I, a lot of bonnet detail, aren't we? We're getting a lot of bonnets. Well, it, it, it is... A lot of yeah, the, a lot, a lot of the, a lot of the action is seen through through the eyes of the heroine Catherine Morland. You know, this is and a lot of detail a, about carriages as well. Isn't there? Well, if you were you know an upper class person, you know the, the, your carriage was you know the equivalent of having the you know the latest iPad or the latest phone. You know, having having a great carriage, you know, was uh, you know was was quite competitive. Um, it, and it's it's you know it's largely seen through the eyes of Catherine Morland. You know she's a young ingenue, um, come up from the country. This is her first time in Bath, and you know from a historical point of view, you know it is very detailed on um, you know the dances and the balls and the the etiquette. But it is actually quite fascinating. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that I take from this is that if you were a middle class person, uh, or a middle class woman specifically. And you had no prospects of meeting anyone in your in the vicinity of where you lived, and you weren't so upper class that you'd have a marriage arranged for you. Have a marriage arranged <laughs> for you, or that you you would be introduced to society. You'd, you'd come mm. out into mm. society. Mm. Then going to these these balls was probably your best and only chance of mm. meeting a husband. Well, it's you know it's a regency. You know, equivalent of a modern day nightclub. Only you had to have a chaperone. It, you know, it's a meat market, quite frankly. Yeah, that's that's really what I got from it. It's a mm. good cross between Tinder and a nightclub, isn't mm. it? Yeah. Mm. It's, yes. And yes. the desperation to, you know, be sat next to somebody who you might strike up a conversation with, and then after a couple of conversations, get a proposal of marriage from. Mm. Yes, once they, they quite... checked out your family background and see, you know, seen how much money there was there. It's quite desperate. Yeah, yeah. it is, it yeah. is. But let's not also lose sight of the fact that this is, it's a great satire. It's, I think it's Jane Austen at her wittiest and at her most waspish as well. You know, she has a lot to say about people who sneer at novels. You know, there's, there's quite a lot of personal feeling in there, you know, when she's saying, you know, look, it's actually quite hard to write a, a gripping novel. Mm. You know, fiction is difficult. You know, please don't treat it lightly and dismiss it. Um, and also that you know the obviously the um the the the, the satire the poking fun at, at the gothic novel you know um some of the famous ones are name checked like yeah. the monk the monk um, castle of Otranto. yes they are, yes. are name checked aren't they they, yes. they are uh but but it's it's a loving satire really it's it, she's not actually poking fun at the at the genre of the gothic novel so much as the the pulp fiction type novels that that kind of flooded the market, and um, as far as she was concerned, were like softening 
females' brains, which is you know, which is no different to a good novelist and a literary novelist railing against Barbara Cartland. Yeah, I, I can see that. I do understand it gets more gothicy <laughs> as it goes on, though, doesn't it? Mm, yes. And there, there is, there is a castle. Mm, or, sort of. Yes. Yeah. Well, an abbey, I suppose. You will. You can't. <laughs> So what we're going to do is, whilst we're at this strategic point in North Anglia Abbey, we're going to take a little pause and we're going to go back and do some more short fiction. And then we're going to come back with and launch into the second third of North Anglia Abbey. So what have we got uh, next lined up? Well, again, um, I keep on coming back to my one of my favourite authors, Edith Nesbitt. She wrote some cracking um, supernatural yarns, and this one is called Number 17. All right. Okay. I'm certainly looking forward to that. What's that about? Uh, well, I don't want to give away the plot, really. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> we'll just have to tune in and listen. 